Brandon Robinson here with the Make America Great Again podcast. Shit has went down, let me tell you. The media is not making a big deal about it, but this uh, Saudi prince uh, bin al-Tawid or whatever, um, the one that Trump called a dopey prince back when he was running, him getting arrested is a big deal. Big deal. They're acting like it's not, but it is. Trust me. So, let me tell you a little story. <clears throat> this uh, this Saudi prince has pretty much been the like if there was a if it was GI Joe, and uh, um, well, like this prince would be the Cobra commander. He's like the dude. Okay, let me tell you a quick story. So. Once upon a time, Barack Obama was a law student at Harvard, right? First of all, guess who paid for him to go to college? Oh, it was this Saudi prince, Ben Tawid. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Um, not a big deal, right? Except for the fact that Barack became president, and afterwards, now this guy's arrested on corruption charges, right? Um... And Barack was in a, uh, uh, like a Harvard Law um, group, some kind of whatever, and with a, another guy who later became his uh, campaign, you know, donator and you know, giver of policy and all this stuff. Uh, and, but that guy worked for Citibank, so like Barack's, you know. Uh, one of his bros back from college that was in his law groups and like, you know, in his like inner circle of friends, uh, he went on to become like CEO of Citibank Insurance. And then um, once Barack, you know, which is like pretty high up in the Citibank group of things. And then once Barack became president, well, once he was running, this guy was like, hey, need some money. And obviously hooked him up with as much money he's he needed for his campaign, right? And uh, in return, Barack Obama, and this is proven through the WikiLeaks emails. This is not like you know me just conjecturing. Uh, there was an email where Citibank pretty much said, "Hey, here's who we'd like to fill all these positions in your higher, you know, like your cabinet members and stuff." And it's pretty much exactly who Barack Obama hired as his cabinet members. Like, give or take a couple. Like, for instance, Hillary Clinton wasn't in that list. They wanted, like, John Kerry, for instance, instead. Um, but, you know, the Clintons needed... that. The Clintons have been buying influence, and, like, people have been paying them, and they've been making promises to people since, like, 2008. So, like... And that's why they're like whoring out their daughter now. Like they're like, all right, we'll make our daughter the next president. Or, you know, they know that their shit's done. But, whew, man, poor Bill. He almost got away with all that shit if if Hillary just would have shut the fuck up, right? Anyways, back to back to back up. Barack Obama. Um, Barack Obama, Citibank. Like pretty much his one of his best bros in college went on to become a higher up at Citibank. Uh, Citibank funded, you know, a lot of his uh, campaign shit, 
And then Citibank went, hey, we'd like you to, you know, these are our picks for your cabinet. And then he hired like three quarters of those. Okay. So like, that's the facts. And that, you know, that was like leaked in the Podesta emails and all that shit. So like, you can't really um, try to say that that's not true. Citibank bought Barack Obama's cabinet members. Um, oh, did I mention that Citibank was owned by the Prince guy? Uh, like, well, not owned, but, you know, the main investor. Of, uh, this Prince guy, you know, the dopey Prince, let's call him. Um, you know, he was actually the biggest Saudi investor in the United States of America. Like, he invested more money in us than any other Saudi person. Like, that's it. Like, he, that's, so, and again, remember, he was just arrested, like, on corruption charges. Like, he's not, he's, you know, like, that's how big he, that's a big, that's how big of a deal he was, and he just got arrested in Saudi Arabia. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure if you know this about Saudi Arabia. And you know, I mean, it, like, they're, you know, pretty much been the main people that have been promoting Wahhabism, uh, which is the Islam, which wants everyone to kill us. So, like, 99% of terrorists are Wahhabists, and that comes from the Saudi royal family, just the ones that are shitty and want to promote terrorism. There's another part of the royal family that, like, wants to, like, stop that crap and, like, be like, hey, let's let's maybe survive this scourge of let's fight terrorism instead of uh, support it, you know? So... And, and since the the Saudi uh, king, you know, the the one that was in power for many, many years, he died like a year or two ago, right? And so the new king, it's kind of like a completely different uh, bloodline or whatever. Like, I'm not really because they're all related-ish. But the point is, like, his son, the new Saudi king, his son is the one doing all this shit, going around arresting, you know, corrupt officials and all this. And that dude's the one that's going to be the heir to the throne at some point. And I'm not trying to be like, oh, no, but, you know, his, his dad's pretty fucking old, just like the other one. So it could be like five, ten years, one year, whatever. Like, within 20 years, this dude is going to be running Saudi Arabia, and he just got – he just arrested – the number one U.S. investor and supporter of terrorism in the world. It's not bad. That's all I'm saying. It's a win. Like, that's a win. And that, oh, shocker that the media hasn't decided to, you know, talk about this. Like, this should be the biggest story. Like, this, this might be the, the biggest thing to happen to get rid of terrorism and just funding for leftism and democ like like the you know democrats and all like antifa and just that whole chain of people like this uh you know dopey prince he was an investor in a bunch of different shit including even fox i mean like everything like all the way down to fox news literally so you know, he was in some shit and and uh i mean he was like Almost the center. Like I said, Cobra Commander. You know what I mean? Like, G.I. Joe. That shit. But seriously, the fact that he got arrested, and not just him, it was like 27 other, like, Saudi family members, and then, like, another 30 or something are under investigation in custody. So, like, 
Like there's like 20, there's like almost 30 Saudi royal family members. And like, oh, and I forgot to mention that the, the, the prince, the dopey prince, like his dad was the other one that might have been the king of Saudi Arabia. So literally it's like he almost was the heir of the throne of Saudi Arabia, but it went the other way. And just by, you know, just barely. And so, like, this dude almost was running shit. This dude was almost in the same position the other prince that's arrested him it was in. And that would have been terrible for us. That would have been terrible for the world, period. But either way, good thing. It's a good thing this dude's fucking locked up. And it's a good thing that they've arrested and are looking at, you know, another 50 to 75 Saudi family members all that are supporting terrorism and shit. I mean, that's the point. So, it may have taken them a couple months, but let's, to put it in perspective, it, this guy getting arrested, like, he was a much bigger deal in both Saudi Arabia and here than, let's say, Hillary Clinton. So it would be like less crazy for Hillary Clinton to go to jail or get arrested for her crimes than the this guy. But the media is just like, you know, other than OAN, but all the corporate media, all the people that, you know, are owned by GE pretty much or, or some giant corporate overlord, you know, like the four corporations that own fucking everything eventually, if you really keep looking. Um, they're all, you know, that's my point. Like, anyone, any of the corporate news, not mentioning a word about this shit. It's great. But, I mean, that's what happens, you know? As Trump said, it's fake news. Fake news. In other news, uh, hopefully Ed Gillespie wins the uh, governor race in Virginia. It's looking good for him so far. And, uh, you know, that stupid ad where they are like, saying uh, Ed Gillespie supporters are running down minority children. It did not work out for them. They like had to apologize. They removed the ad. They stopped running it and shit. And, um, and yeah, it just, like, even, even Democrats were disgusted by the thought that, like, they're trying to say that their neighbors who are Republicans want children to be ran down in the streets because they are of brown skin. It's like, come on. We're not that fucking crazy. Like, I mean, what do you really take us for? We know these people. Just because they vote differently doesn't mean they want children ran down in the street. So, um, a bridge too far, I guess, is my point with that whole, like, Latinos for Victory Fund ad with Ed Gillespie bumper sticker on the truck running down. Yeah, terrible. Dumb. Um, it might, it probably is why Ed, I'm hoping. Ed Gillespie is uh, going to be the governor of Virginia instead of Northam or whatever. Anyways, that's uh, that's that's just hopeful shit. Oh, Donna Brazil, holy shit, has she opened up a can of worms with the whole like for her book dedicated to Seth Rich, and she's spoke multiple times now about Seth Rich and how she like asked Hillary to. Um, at one time on the phone to like help figure out who his killer was. And she's like, I gotta go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, that's glorious is all I'm saying. 
like everyone is running from Hillary. She is a sinking ship, and everyone is bailing. All right, the, Donna is not the first one to throw stones, but she is definitely one of the heaviest hitters. Someone that Hillary should have killed long ago and somehow didn't. Fuck. Sucks for Hillary, right? Um, because Donna says that she knows, you know, she knew Seth Rich. Like, you know, like it, he was not a, you know, just a random name on some papers to her. Like she knew him. She talked to him. She interacted with him. And he got killed. And she's saying that she was scared for her life afterwards. So, like... All that means is that at one point, Seth Rich may have said to Donna Brazil, who was literally in charge of voter fraud, by the way. So, like, I don't know. If you're Seth Rich and you see some shit that looks weird, who would you maybe go to to report said weird activity? Would it be the person in charge of voter fraud in the DNC? Oh, I don't know, maybe. So let's say that, theoretically, crazy I know, that Seth Rich had a conversation with Donna Brazil and said, hey, did you know all this crazy shit? And she went, no, I didn't. And then the next day he was dead. So maybe Donna Brazil decides that it's not a great avenue to pursue if she wants to keep living, right? But I mean, what's she gonna do? Say that publicly again? That's that's what I mean. Like you're, you can't. How do you do that? How do you sell out the Clintons and hope you don't die? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's uh, it's not not looking good though for them because the Clintons are eventually gonna be dead and uh, or at least out of power, out of money. That's more important. Right now they still have money. And they still have people that owe them dirty favors. And they still have influence. So you still got to kind of be scared of them. But that's that's very quickly fading. And if Donna Brazil survives, and if she tells her story, that'll be, they'll be just coming out of the woodwork. Could you imagine? You know? All the fucking people that have shit on the Clintons that have witnessed people die... And be like, nope, that ain't me. I'm good. I like life, you know? But once they, well, once that shit's done, once they're like not scared anymore of getting whacked, woo, that could be crazy, you know? It could be like world changing crazy. But we'll see. Like, just like that, the new Paradise Papers, which should be world changing crazy, but not really, because just like the Panama Papers, it's basically we all went. Oh, rich people keep their money offshore. Shocker. Hmm. And we just don't like the the average person. It's not like shocked or appalled that people like super rich corporations and people want to not pay taxes on said billions of dollars. Because if we had billions of dollars, we'd want to not pay taxes on it too. So, makes sense, you know. Um, you can't, we, we don't really, it's not like they're killing babies. They're not paying the government taxes. Okay. Oh no. Like we'd all love that. <laughs> so it'd be a real shame if none of us ever paid taxes. Oh, way. You know, how would we support wars in the Middle East? And, and how would we support welfare babies? Oh God. <laughs> it'd be such a shame if we couldn't give welfare people their money and 
like bomb brown people in the Middle East. Oh, please keep taxing me. You know what I mean? I'm good. I'm good. You cannot tax me ever again. And uh, like, I will. I will gladly uh, find a group to you know donate money to that goes around and fixes potholes and builds roads and shit. You know, like. That would be the libertarian dream after all, right? So, uh, not that that's going to happen, but the point is the federal money doesn't need billions and trillions of dollars each year to go do their own shit. Let's just take it back down to the state or local level and uh, not pay taxes to people that are thousands of miles away for anything. That'd be great. No federal income or taxes whatsoever. That's... <laughs> That'd be the ideal society, right? Where there's not some giant globalist corporate overlord trying to, you know, take 30% of your check for no reason. But we can dream. Whatever. Well, I think I've rambled enough for the night. So um, with that, I'll leave you to it. Um, if you enjoyed it, sub subscribe, I guess. That, I think that's what you do on YouTube. Hopefully most of you are just listening on audio like normal. So, um, yeah, yeah, have a good one.